The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, I'm doing just great. This podcast is a perfect fit, just like Corey's jacket on Topanga. So I'm ready to get going. (laughs) Lovely, lovely. (laughs) Yeah, but... Also, to be honest with you, like, if anything, I'm totally the Corey in our relationship and you're totally like the the Topanga where I'm like, I'm pretty sure I said you said that I loved you within the first week of meeting you. And you're like, oh, I don't really say that to you. Moving a little bit too fast for me. Yeah, you're like, ooh, ooh. Uh, Don't like emotions. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, to break up this little love story, we had to bring in a guest this week. (laughs) It is none other than the fabulous Asia. Asia, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm I'm the Sean Hunter in the situation, you know, trying to break y'all mm. up. But uh, I, I can't believe I'm here with the Jess Sterling and the mm-hmm. Sarah Ferguson, you know. Oh, because, no, no. you know, everybody knows who y'all are, you know. Oh, you know? I don't even know who I am. So 
<laughs> You're not like the Veronica Watson? <laughs> no, no. I definitely not. Definitely not. I'm definitely like the more I think about it, the harder, the uh, more my head hurts. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Asia. Asia, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, like what, why you wanted to come on, why you wanted to talk Boy Meets World, what the show uh, means to you? Yeah. So I have loved um, just talking about shows on different podcasts. Um, All the shows I've loved and Boy Meets World is definitely one of those shows that I've seen every single episode. I've seen, I would say the later seasons more than once because I feel like that one, that's when I would really, you know, I'm not even sure, like teenage years, I was able to really comprehend what was going on. Like even rewatching these episodes, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't get half of these jokes at the time. Mm-hmm. But I <laughs> I love Boy Meets World. It's definitely, it's just, it was just one of those shows that had such a solid storyline. And I feel like it, it made me into who I am today where I'm like solidly following Grey's Anatomy and all these other shows and oh their storylines. I feel <laughs> yeah. like Grey's Anatomy is like the survivor of scripted television. It's like that show is still on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when I saw that y'all were covering Boy Meets World, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go on so I can just relive the love that I have for the show. Um, so thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. This is really exciting. We're, we're really excited to kind of kick off season three, you know, with a bang. We did our premiere, obviously, last week. But having you on for season three is is really exciting. I feel like we're finally getting into the stuff where I'm like, this is the Boy Meets World I really remember, <laughs> is this particular point in time. Um, yeah, definitely. Especially all the relationship drama, Sarah, that we're about to get into. Like, this is oh, like, yeah. <laughs> this is some some good stuff. Oh, yeah, this is like definitely some meat and potatoes here. We got some really two good episodes that are pretty memorable from my memory. Um, We got our first breakup, our first Corey and Topanga breakup um, and, you know, resolution. I feel like we're going to have to have like a tracker. Like how many times do Corey and Topanga break up? Because I think it's a lot more than we actually think. I think you're completely right. I remember them being like the it couple. Like everybody wanted Mm -hmm. a romance like Corey and Topanga. I did not remember them breaking up like almost instantly after they get together, Asia. Like it's surprising. It is. And like growing up, seeing Corey and Topanga, like the way that Corey loves her is like, in my mind, it was just like, that's what I'm looking for. And it's like, yeah. you know, in later seasons, you have like Sean and Angela and you're like, OK, that's what I don't want, because it seems like they have so many things going on. <laughs> and it's just you don't want to be dealing with heartache constantly in your relationship. But it was like when I think back on Corey and Tempega, I don't think about like the heartache in their relationship. But it's like, OK, they've already broken up as soon as they got together. I'm like, OK, maybe in like hindsight is 2020 like watching girl meets world i'm like oh they live happily ever after so it was always a great love story but they have their issues too so i'm glad we're we're seeing that Mm -hmm. yes let's uh let's get into it a little bit uh first episode um was the double lie season three episode two um i you know what sarah i didn't actually really remember this episode um it was funny um, watching it because I yeah, was like, I don't, yeah. this doesn't stick out in my brain as like an iconic episode of, of Boy Meets World. The weirdest thing that I remember from like the most from this episode is Amy in her saucy nightgown. <laughs> I don't remember why, but I was like, yes, I remember her like covering up her chest and be like all awkward. Yeah. But um, 
I mean, I think that it's a really fun episode and the dynamic and, you know, especially later on in the episode, seeing like the evening that I can only dream of attending is being the third person in a Alan Matthews and Jonathan Turner like beer hangout. Like that's the (laughs) only thing that I want from my life is to be the third in that. Yes, Asia, if you didn't already, if you couldn't already tell, we thirst over Alan Matthews and Jonathan Turner on the regular here. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, I, I'm definitely on board with 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 Jonathan, but um, Alan Matthews, I, I'm going to have to. I, I can see the appeal with, like, maybe the hair. Like, I, li- mm-hmm. I like that his hair matches his whole appeal. It's not a typical. He doesn't give you typical dad vibes. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I wonder. I think like, we had we had nobody else in season. That's one. what I was yeah. gonna say. I feel like early <laughs> on it was mainly because like there was nobody else to thirst over, right? Like he's yeah. like the only adult that you realistically can. And then he would like fix things around the house. So you're like, ooh, Mister Fix It, you yeah. know? Like yeah. <laughs> he always is like fixing something. <laughs> you're like, yes, King, fix that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, a stable man with um his with a job like Slay. <laughs> the yes, standards exactly. are on the ground. Very low. Yes. Very, yeah. <laughs> it takes almost nothing, honestly. And then Turner comes in and we immediately forget Alan exists and we're like, Yes, Mr. Turner, Zaddy with the motorcycle. <laughs> Um, but yes, on to the, the first episode. Uh, Corey and Sean are watching a, a guy and a girl break up. Uh, Corey is like, oh, yeah, put the locket in his pocket. This is Veronica Watson. Uh, and you know when a girl gets like first and last named, like she's a big deal, right? Like, <laughs> this is how you can tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's back in the market. Um, and I, I think it's so funny that like... Just like how quickly the halls of John Adams High moves, like in a matter of three minutes, it gets through like the whole system. But Sean was smart. Like at first he was going to wait a little bit out of respect, but, you know, he moves right on in. (laughs) But Friday is too early. She needs to like take time to get over things with her ex. Uh, but Saturday totally works. And she's she's down to go out. <laughs> you know what? When you said like you didn't remember this episode, this is actually the only part I remembered from this episode was mm-hmm. her saying like, no, I can't Friday. But yeah, see, yeah, Saturday works. Because I was like, oh, my gosh, things move quick. But you think back in high school, yeah, things moved quick. It was like really breakups. It shouldn't have. I mean, yes, high school is your whole world at that time. But it like it wasn't the end of the world. So you can move on. In, the, yeah. in like snap of the fingers. Yeah, especially because relationships usually didn't last that long either. Yeah. So, right, so you only dated for a few weeks. And yeah. it's like by, we always talk about like our sex in the city rules of like how long you're supposed to like mourn a relationship. And it's like half the time you went out. Okay, yeah. well, if you only went out for two weeks, then you're only mourning for a week and you can right. move right on. Yeah, so then this must have, this relationship must have been two hours long. Right. <laughs> so. Exactly. Um, and uh, so we see Sean, you know, he gets the date. He's all excited. But it turns out he's staying with the Matthews this weekend because Turner is going out of town. And this really, like, harshes his buzz. Like, he is not about this. He's been there, done that. He knows about the 10 p.m. curfew. And he's not going to be able to, like, I don't know why he thinks that if he's at Turner's place, he'll be able to like make out with Veronica alone. Cause I feel like, I mean, Turner would probably be there, uh, but maybe he just thinks that they're like cooler than the Matthews are. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, because I think like Corey lives his life kind of on like a tight leash. And so, mm-hmm. and, and Sean is like, I want no part of that. I'm a, I'm a free bird. And so he just thinks like, no, that I can't, I can't have that. Yeah. I like how Corey's like, you know, I have so much freedom. Like <laughs> Topanga and I, we hang out on the couch all the time and Topanga's <laughs> never complained. It's like, well, Topanga's a little bit of a goody goody. So right. not, yeah. she's not Veronica Watson. But then but no. does, it, does that give us kind of like a little timestamp by him saying that they hang out all the time on the couch? Like has there has so much time passed mm. between the first and the second episode? I would say at least a few weeks, right? Mm. Like, I still feel like relationships move very quickly, like, to that, especially when you're a teenager. Yeah. And if Corey is saying, I love you, and we, we'll get into that in the next episode, but if he's saying, I love you, I feel like it can't be more than a few weeks if he's, like, saying it too soon, quote, yeah. unquote, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so Sean is immediately like, I have to go talk to Turner about this. This isn't okay. He needs to be home. Um, and like we get the feeling that like Sean broke Turner's stereo at some point um, and he just never listens. This is such a common thread with Sean. Like he just has such problems listening to adults. <laughs> he hears this loud buzzing sound when adults talk. He's the epitome of like the Peanuts teacher. Yeah. But what did he do to the stereo that's still drying out? And did nobody knew to put it in rice back then. So this could Except be. It's probably Probably a massive boombox that you need like 50 pounds of rice. Uh, I mean, you could get 50 pounds of rice to put it in. But I'm going to predict Sean was taking a nice bubble bath. He put the stereo on the side of the bubble bath Mm. and it fell in and now it's still drying out. Yeah. It's lucky he didn't get electrocuted. <laughs> yeah. Right. I could totally see that. I could also see him like using the stereo as like a coaster or like a side table <laughs> and just putting his drink on it and it just spills everywhere. Yeah. Like I just feel like Sean doesn't really care too much about stuff like that. Um yeah. so yeah, so apparently Turner is going to his buddy Chris's wedding. So he's not gonna be home and he can't, you know, he can't do anything about this whole Veronica Watson situation. Um, but this is when Corey's like, listen, Sean, I can handle this. I've got this, you know, and I love Turner, like completely messing with them. Like, I don't understand how they don't like understand sarcasm at this point. Like it's been used on them many times and they're teenagers. So what's the deal with this era? Like, why don't they just get Jonathan this? just has that delivery where like you just get duped every single time. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? No worries. I'll return the tux. My buddy Chris will push back the wedding. Like, it's fine. I'll take care of you. All for Veronica Watson. But, um, and like, you know, basically it's a no-go. Even Veronica um, comes in and tempts Sean again. And he does one last plea. And it's a N-O. So, um, basically, what's the point of a two-hour date with Veronica Watson, Asia? What's the what's point? The, why even Why even try? It's like, it's a wash. I mean, he acts like that's like five minutes. But I think he thinks of it as like, okay, this is two hours, which could be a normal date, could be two hours. But it's mm-hmm. on top of that, it's at the Matthews house. So he already feels like he's like, yeah. t- his feet are tied together. <laughs> They're like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to kiss for two hours straight. <laughs> no, no. I Okay, tell me if I'm wrong here. When you're a teenager and you, like, make out for, like, way too long, like, my lips used to, like, get, like, numb. Like, I don't know if this happened <laughs> yeah. to anybody else, but, like, this is a thing that happens. 
you got the red outline on the outside. <laughs> right. It's never good. No, it's not. And I uh, now I kind of understand. I know it's a little bit silly. I kind of get Sean wanting to, you know, relax and rest his lips up. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> It makes sense. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> Corey said that he's going to handle it. Don't you worry. Like, I will take care of all of this. Like, you worry about Veronica. I will have, like, this whole plan. And Sean promises to dedicate this date to Corey. <laughs> what an honor. The highest of honors. It's very creepy. I don't know. I don't know if this is like too far with a bromance Asia. Like, is this is this a step too far? <laughs> it literally is. I mean, <laughs> and, and the fact that Sean trusted Corey to to handle it. Like, I know we're going to get to it, but it's like there were way better options than what Corey went with as his <laughs> plan to give Sean more time. Well, that in. OK, I understand like. You know, Alan and Amy are one thing, but then you also have like Eric and Morgan who, where the fuck is this bitch? She's right. not around, but we know she lives there. So like, what is he doing about Eric? What is he doing about Morgan? Feeney's right next door and you know, he just loves to trounce on over to the Matthews house whenever he goddamn mm-hmm. feels like it. I have a perfect place for Sean and Veronica Watson's date. The tree house. <laughs> yeah. You're still on the property, but you are private in the tree that's they a good point these things <laughs> no and it's romantic too it's like a little yeah. room you know light some well maybe not candles uh, <laughs> maybe not candles <laughs> light it up just burn it down actually <laughs> now that you're talking about it but sean wants to make out for two hours so i could see him being like no i need a couch i need the the perfect environment to to be comfortable yeah, I just feel yeah. like you bring a boombox up. You like <laughs> no, do some it's mood lighting. Yes, that's true. The stereo is waterlogged. <laughs> um, and so uh, this is when we see Feeney and Turner in the hallway. And Feeney's like, oh, I have a dentist appointment. I'm going to be late to like Monday's meeting. C- you know, continue on without me. And this is like, I didn't remember the, the Feeney storyline. So when he's like, I find it oddly pleasant. I'm like, you know what, Feeney? You would enjoy going to the dentist, you weirdo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, why? Yeah. Asia, do you like going to the dentist? Absolutely not. I feel like yeah. it's never you. It, it's it's never a situation where you know you can go for a checkup, like your your general doctor, and they're like everything's good. You know everything mm-hmm. is pleasant. It's never that at the dentist. They always find something. They always want to nitpick, like oh this is okay, but we're gonna get you to spend a thousand dollars to do this little thing. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's yeah. always expensive feedback that they're giving me and yeah. I don't like it and I feel like I never lie to any like doctor as much as I lie to the dentist it's like <laughs> do you floss it's like of course I floss every single night have I fl- no I know I don't floss anybody that tells you they floss is a liar it's so you know awful. who flosses every day do you floss every day no oh thank god I thought I was gonna have to like Drew of course he, floss- he does it's because yeah, he's a my, Capricorn my- fiance flosses if you tell a capricorn that they have to floss every day you best believe they'll floss every day why does he do that to himself that's hilarious because he got a root canal once and his whole life was ruined oh i see i've had i've had 28 root canals and you see i i i floss i actually i do floss probably not every day but i do um but not not diligently like that. <laughs> right. But Feeney, Feeney, we've talked about 100% of Capricorn. He loves a water pick. He, you know, he like asked for one for his birthday and was like thrilled mm-hmm. that he got it. 
Yeah. Sonicare gets a son- new Sonicare every Christmas. <laughs> I I know people that full on brush their teeth after every meal. And I, I wouldn't time? exactly what, bring a toothbrush where they go. Like, what do you do if you're like, out? Yeah, literally co-workers like they would eat their lunch and then I would see them brushing their teeth in like the public bathroom. Like, really? OK, the, you, I mean, that's dedication, hygiene. man. It really I have, is. I have that one, the the quip one so that mm. I make sure that I brush enough. Yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of bitch I am. I need the one that tells me how long to brush my teeth for. I use quip, too. <laughs> Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Nice. We're, sponsor us. Come yes. on now. Yeah, quip. <laughs> I literally, I I pay for my best friend's brush head replacements for the last three years because I got her a quip toothbrush for Christmas oh. <laughs> like three years ago. Sarah, so I've been paying for, for people's things. <laughs> Every three months, I pay for my best friend's <laughs> That's hilarious. brush head replacement. <laughs> Just really want her to have good dental I, hygiene. Apparently. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so now we find out Eric uh, and Feeney are in the hallway and apparently Eric still owes Feeney a 10 page paper from last year. Like, what is yeah. this? What kind of incomplete lasts this long? Uh, one time in college, I had to redo a project during the summer and I was supposed to do it by the end of the summer. And I waited until like the end, end of the summer. Oh my gosh. But I had to do it because I had incomplete and I had to finish the project in order to get the grade. So I can relate to Eric because I'm a disaster, <laughs> just like Eric. I can't even fathom, like, as a 29-year-old, I can't even fathom a 10-page paper, like, in this moment. Like, having yeah. to yeah. do that is just... Well, I guess if it's double-spaced, it's not so bad, right? Like, right. I feel like double-spaced, I can handle it. If you were telling me a single-spaced 10-page paper, I don't even know. I don't. Also, I don't remember what... Do, Sarah, what was the topic he was supposed to be writing about? The Manhattan Project. Mm. That's right. Okay. I mean, that's like a research paper. That's easy enough. But apparently for, <laughs> Eric, for Eric, <laughs> nope, he needs to cut all the corners. He's ordering a paper from a guy named Carl. Um, <laughs> It's using a credit card that he was sent in the mail, which just, why are Alan and Amy not keeping closer tabs on what Eric is doing? <laughs> no, credit cards are dangerous. Mm-hmm. You cannot have Eric own a credit card. I would hate to see what his credit score is today. Same. And Fox. especially starting that in high yeah. school. Like, usually mm-hmm. people start that, like, getting that bad credit in, like, college. Yeah. But in high school, oh, my gosh. Yeah, his credit score is, like, a 421. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not no good. No car loans for Eric. <laughs> Um, and this is when Corey comes downstairs. Oh, did Topanga call? And it, okay, children, listen up. <laughs> Cell phones didn't exist. When you got a phone call, there was call waiting. And then he had to answer it. And then, you know, so apparently Topanga did call. Eric didn't give Corey the message. And not only that, but apparently Topanga was going to be at the phone for the next 30 minutes. So you should call her back. It was like, oh, my God, flashbacks to like yeah. those times. Or even worse, when you're on the Internet and you can't get any calls in because you're using the Internet. Exactly. <laughs> that was painful. He is literally having to set aside time to get on the computer to get on the mm-hmm. internet and coordinate with your family so no one else is getting yep. on the internet or yes. getting on the wild. phone. Yep. It was wild. The dark times. And we do get the, um, I remember this. I didn't remember it was from this episode, but I remember this moment because I feel like it comes back later on beyond just in this episode when Eric does the life's tough, get a helmet to Corey and like hits him in the head. 
I don't know why that remind. Like, I feel like it has to come back when they're in college or something because it like triggered a like memory in my brain somewhere where mm-hmm. it definitely happens again. Yeah, it's an iconic line. Yeah, same. Because I was like, okay, this episode, like you said, wasn't as memorable as some of the others, but it's like mm-hmm. I definitely remember that line. Yes. Um, and this is when this is when Sean comes over because he's spending the weekend at the Matthews. And I love Eric's lineup. You guys don't spend enough time together. You should just get one giant T-shirt. <laughs> but we've all had like that one friend that like you hung out with so much. And then like their older sibling like always ragged on you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like I've been there. Everybody had that friend. I had that friend who like I would come from home from school and we'd immediately call each other and just like watch television on the yes. phone together. We're not even speaking. <laughs> watching tv i kid you not i was in a well like so i live in texas and so um the part of dallas i lived in we had intermediate school so that was like fifth and sixth grade so instead of junior high we had intermediate school and so i had like two friends in intermediate school every day we'd come home we'd get on the phone and spongebob came on at four 4 p.m. <laughs> and we would literally watch Spongebob, talk about it, and then just like be on the phone existing, not even yeah. having conversations. Yeah. I remember my parents would be like, oh, are you on the phone with Carrie again? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, eh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just on the phone, not talking. I'm grateful I'm out of that phase of my life. Yes. Yeah. I like to just sit in silence by myself sometimes <laughs> instead of with somebody else. Yeah. Um. So Corey has this brilliant plan. His parents have reservations at a restaurant. He has then called the restaurant and canceled their renovations, or excuse me, reservations. So now they're going to have to wait. He thinks, oh, they'll at least be gone for like an hour, hour and a half, give you plenty of time with uh, Veronica Watson. Uh, And this is when we get Sean resting his lips. I still (laughs) think it's like kind of brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I did did think that this was a terrible plan. Like we've had worse plans from Corey. Mm-hmm. But it's like nobody likes waiting at a restaurant for an hour. It's painful um, unless like you go to like the bar. But I don't know. So we cut to the next night and the lights are off and Sean and Veronica are making out. Amy and Alan come home and I love when Alan sits right next to Sean <laughs> and like, you know, tur- puts his feet up, turns the TV on. Um, ultimately, they decided they, you know, the restaurant lost the reservation and they decided not to wait at the Hillside Grill and instead go to this cute little place across the street. Um, so the plan was thwarted. I don't know, Asia, like, tell me if I'm wrong. They're in Philly. I assume, I mean, I assume they're like in a suburb of Philly, but they're in Philly. It's a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Why are all restaurants not like packed by the time they go somewhere once their reservation is like canceled? I feel right. like it should have taken a long time. Exactly. And it, unless it's like one of those walk up and order, sit down places. So people right. prefer like the wait service. But I was thinking Corey should have just tried to be a good son and say, hey, mom and dad, how about... You know, he he finds something fun for them to do before the dinner or like or something after like like movie or something. Yeah. Or like a movie versus dinner. 
Exactly. Like make the suggestion or even I know he's in high school, but buy the tickets and say, hey, mom and dad, I'm gifting this to you. They probably yeah. think that was weird. But I think that's probably the move. But here's the other thing. Why are Amy and Alan so keen to get home so early? They're like, <laughs> right? oh, yeah, it was great. It was only 90 minutes. And I'm like, you have three children. Why don't you <laughs> yeah. want a romantic night get away out. from them? <laughs> you can go to the movies. You can like literally do anything. Yes. Like, did they know? Did they like secretly in their head know like, oh, Sean's coming over this weekend. They're obviously hatching a plan you should get home as quick as possible maybe this is like too galaxy brained i think but i don't know yeah. why they could have went bowling and then they get so into that later yeah yeah um so yeah so i love uh sarah like you were saying alan sitting next to sean and turning on like fly fishing um because like what is worse to watch fly fish like fly fishing has to be up there it's like with like golf or like bowling <laughs> like yeah. stuff that you just don't want to watch <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, this, this is when Alan's like, I'm just messing with ya. And he, like, leaves to go to the kitchen with Amy. I loved that moment for Alan. I thought it was cute. Was, yeah, it was so really cute. fun. Was really fun. I, I like the dynamic. We've talked a lot before how we wish that, you know, uh, Alan connects, like, connected with, um, Sean more. Since they have, like, more in common about, like, how they were, like, you know, tougher kids growing up. And this is like kind of like the dynamic that I was always hoping to see between the two of them. So I thought it was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Corey gets kicked out too. Veronica and Sean go back to kissing. But then Eric comes down because Feeney is at the door. And then we have like a funny little dynamic because... Um, well, I, I love the line how Sean was like, all right, Mr. Feeney, welcome to my date. And Feeney's like, I thank you. <laughs> like, he's just like, <laughs> so then um, basically what happened was that a envelope, the envelope with the like 10 page term paper got delivered to Feeney's house by accident. And Feeney's like had to pay for the shipping on it. So it's a misunderstanding that like Eric thinks that he got busted because of the term paper. But mm -hmm. in reality, um, he Feeney just wants his three dollars and seventy five cents for the shipping that he had to pay for. <laughs> yeah, you can't blame Feeney. I mean, like, I don't know that I I don't know that I would have the audacity to be like demanding money. But I guess if you're as close with the Matthews as he is, like he doesn't mm -hmm. mind walking over there and being like, Eric, fork over my three seventy five. I don't make <laughs> shit at this school pay up yeah <laughs> right yeah. i can imagine that it wouldn't have like the the company but i guess it's just from like a guy or these like carl um but yes. it didn't have any labeling on the outside yeah yeah no i don't think feeny feeny it probably was just like bland uh mm -hmm. postage um but this is when like i think veronica's like what's the, is this the weirdest date you've ever been on and apparently sean once went on a blind date with his <laughs> uncle mary um right. i'd like to see a flashback to that scene <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it would be like his uncle Mary, who also works at the like mechanics. Um, yeah, it, I th that would be such a good setup. The whole Hunter family always has some sort of story. Right? Yes. <laughs> I've never had like a weird date, like showing up with my uncle Mary or anything like that. No, um, I'm trying to think. I haven't had a lot of weird dates. I, I haven't got. I mean, like my weirdest day is probably with the same person that I've. But my first date with Drew was a weird date because literally we went to Best Buy and Toys R Us and then we went to a diner. How romantic. What did you go to Toys date. R Us for? 
I don't. That was like our date back in the day. We were 18. Like, that's like the shit that <laughs> we did. We were like, we're, we went to like Toys R Us and like looked at like okay. stupid stuff at Toys R Us. No, that's a weird. Actually, that's probably a weird. That's a fucking date. weird date, dude. Like Toys R Us yeah. is a weird place to go if you're like not buying anything yeah. for a child or you're not a child. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I guess he wanted to look at video games. I don't know what we did. <laughs> I don't. I was 18. How can I possibly remember? You can't defend yourself here, I don't think. No, I think it's just. I'm not. I'm literally not. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, I didn't have necessarily, like, a weird outing for a date. But my date was weird um, mm. because he was wearing, like, cargo pants that, ha- which I'm, I'm a fan of cargo pants, like, more pockets. I understand. But. He kept opening and closing the pocket, and they were like Velcro. And so we were sitting there, and she's like, and I was like, I need this to be over. This is so awful. It's very loud. It was loud. It made it Velcro like threw me off. Yeah, that probably really interrupted the conversation flow. Right. Yeah, I wasn't interested anyway, but I certainly <laughs> was not interested after that. Oh, rejected instantly. <laughs> yeah. I'd say the weirdest date like of memory that I have was it was during the pandemic and like we were we wore our mask, but we met at a park, but he wanted to make sure that we were still six feet apart the whole time. So we like walked around this park, but on opposite sides of the pathway so it was very it was like half i couldn't hear him half the time yeah because the masks are annoying enough to try to hear people through and then you're also exactly exactly i'm like can you project a little bit like i I didn't i didn't hear your favorite color So I'm guessing there was no second. No, date. there was not. Yeah. We, we I did feel like not COVID is probably off. made for some really awkward dates in yes. general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So Corey, now everybody is like chatting behind the couch, and Corey is like, "Oh, hello, guys! Don't you see that's Veronica Watson for crying out loud?" Which makes <laughs> things a million times more awkward. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> everybody just like looks at her like, "I don't get the big deal." <laughs> um. Yeah, so then we get to something that truly gave me, like, full body cringes. And uh, Sean and Veronica are in the backseat as Alan drives them home. And they're, like, full on just making out in the backseat. Now, what I would never, never, not, like, especially not, I don't know if it's worse if it's your own parent or worse if it's somebody else's parent. But regardless, never, never would I have ever done this as a teenager, Sarah. Tell me you did not make out in the back of someone's car as they were driving you home. Yeah, I have made out in the back of somebody's car. It wasn't a parent, though. It was like a friend was driving. That's different. That is so different if it's a friend. And then uh, it was hilarious how he like waved them off, too, because like he couldn't get them to stop. I'm like, literally, that's what I do with like. My dog and my roommate's dog, if they're like trying to stand up or something while the car's moving, I'm like, hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, sit down. I'm like, he literally is doing this for th- these teenagers. Yeah. He literally said, don't make me come back there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you going to do? Sit between them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. So they get to Veronica's house and Sean doesn't want to walk her to the door, which is not good. You got to walk the lady to the door. Yeah, that's how I knew this couldn't go anywhere. There was there's no future for him and Veronica Watson. Yeah, no, 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 but he will sneak her out of a window, I'm assuming later, Um, (laughs) if not the front door. 
Um, and uh, so this, they're back at the residence, uh, Matthew's residence, and Sean is like itching to leave. He just he can't even stay overnight at the Matthews residence, not even for one night. Um, and of course, I love Corey being like, surprise, surprise, Sean's leaving because this is just like his mo. This is what he does. He can't yeah. sit still. He's a what is it, what do you say? Yeah, like a stray dog or stray dog, wild dog lone or whatever. Wolf, yeah. Something around. The, yeah, yeah. He's like one night. I just want you to act stay here and like when you stay here like that would be nice so Sean can't leave out the window because his parents are making out in their backyard so Sean has to leave out of the front door it's like insanity never heard of before first time ever leave through the front door who would have thought he's like I think I can actually pull it off <laughs> yeah uh, so we see Sean uh, opening the door to Turner's apartment with Veronica in tow. And surprise, surprise, Turner is making out with a woman on the couch. Um, and I love Turner Sean. Turner has a type. Mm-hmm. Yes, blonde is his type. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I loved uh, Sean's excuse of, your favorite, she's, uh, you're her favorite teacher. She just wanted to see where you live. <laughs> <laughs> and then next stop, Feeney's. I was like, what? And then I thought about it. I was like, why does he know where so many teachers live? Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit sketchy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. Is it strange that Turner has his date taking home like a random teenage girl? Like, this is kind of odd. I mean, unless she's also another teacher who we just have, like, haven't met yet but i don't know it seemed a bit strange to me to do this sarah (laughs) yeah i mean exactly like if it was kat who was a teacher from the school last year then it would have made more sense you know because like then she probably would have known but no like it's very strange like random adults should not be taking children home i don't even think that she got veronica all the way home like veronica was probably like oh yeah i just leave like a block away at the 7-eleven just like leave me here (laughs) sean will come Um, get me again (laughs) yeah so um they sean and turner have their little argument about like you know you lied to me while you lied to me um turner's upset because he's supposed to be at the matthews and he's like trying to trust sean sean is like apologetic but like realizes like turner totally lied too like there's no wedding and turner's like well that's not the point like i'm the adult and it's like well adults can lie so they they totally got themselves in like a little pickle right asia like absolutely you know they're both wrong exactly like i it's tough though i definitely side with mr turner because it's his house it's his place but then mm-hmm. I can see Sean's side of it is like, you know, feeling unwanted because Jonathan had to go through these like these lies just to get time alone. So I was like, uh, that's tough. But yeah, they did both lie that the, the double lie, you know, yeah. <laughs> so hence the double. Yeah. lie. Yeah. I know. I feel bad for Sean because it's obvious to him that he like he just feels like he has adults not only constantly lying to him, but just like ditching him or not wanting him around. Right. Yeah. His dad like essentially abandons him. His mom straight up abandons him. So now he has Turner who like he's supposed to be like his guardian at least temporarily lying to him to get rid of him mm-hmm. and like you totally can see turner's point he's still like an adult single guy who wants to like spend his time doing stuff without having to worry about what sean is up to mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and sean leaves uh as soon as turner calls it his place 
Um, so Turner shows up at the Matthews looking for Sean and apparently he wakes up Feeney with his motorcycle. Um, it ruined my private life. Uh, and then we hear a woman, George, where do you keep your towels? And it was like, oh shit, Feeney's got it. (laughs) Feeney definitely got it. Like, you know, he loves the dentist so much that he decided to start dating her. Right. (laughs) I feel like this totally makes sense for Feeney to date yeah. a dentist. Yeah. And, and it, it's for him to date a dentist, that means he does have good oral hygiene. Because I couldn't imagine yeah. a dentist dating someone who did not. Exactly. exactly. And this is the point of the episode where my fiance was, you know, overhearing what was going on. And he asked me, is this episode essentially just people cock blocking each other the entire episode <laughs> i said yeah yeah that yeah. seems to be exactly what this episode <laughs> exactly is happening yeah because then turner decides he's gonna cock block alan and amy because he's looking for sean um and uh cory comes down and he's like you can tell i'm not sean but guess what <laughs> for once i don't have to cover for him i have no idea where he is and like cory is like so, so happy freeing. himself yeah that seems so freeing yeah 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 being sean Sean's friend does seem to le- seem like difficult at times, especially when you're Corey, who like is a good kid. He wants to tell the truth. He wants for everything to be good. Um, and this was I love this part of the episode. <laughs> Alan like basically guesses what happens with Turner and Sean. And Amy is just like, the bathtub is full, the candles <laughs> are lit, champagne is poured. Like she is ready to get it in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's that right there is why they came home early. That's oh, true. Yep. That's yep. Th- OK. I could see that then. Yeah. She's like, you know what? We'll have an early dinner, early bird special, and then we'll come home and do the bathtub situation. And that was a very, very cute like piece of I, I guess it's lingerie. It was kind of like a long, you know, whatever. I don't know. Sarah, what's the like actual term for what she was wearing? Uh, I think it's like a negligee. Yeah. Negligee. Oh, I think that's what it is. Yes, that's it. And she sees Turner and she's just like, oh, my gosh. Like, she's scandalized. (laughs) Like, oh, no. And I would. And this is the point where I would say, hey, Turner, you're around a lot. Like, let's just do a threesome now. Let's just get it over with. (laughs) Like, I mean, we've been we've been, you know, what if this was the plan? the idea yeah what if this was the plan like amy comes down she's like i'm gonna come down and just pretend like oops i didn't even see you there jonathan oops look what outfit i'm in yep yeah turner was being like a good bro though like he did not look for even a second like he turned around Mm -hmm. he was keeping his eyes to himself like totally best friend material for alan what a good bro he really is keep him around i wonder if it's because we have like uh, just because like Eli is obviously more of like Turner's BFF um but I would have liked to see more of like an Alan Turner relationship as well that would have been fun I wonder if like Alan's just like a little bit older than Turner so like a little bit different points in their lives you know and and the fact that they are in different phases of their life because Alan is married and Turner right. is mm-hmm. not so he's living the single life that Alan can't really participate on fully um, yeah. So that's probably another reason. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so Alan just gives Turner some like friendly fatherhood advice. Um, he's like, you didn't break Sean in half. He's fine. I once lost Eric in an amusement park. He was four. 
And he spent six hours on the Colossus, which is apparently this like huge roller coaster that goes like forwards and backwards and upside down. Um, and this is when we get Eric walking in acting a fool. And so it just. It's like, oh, yeah, makes sense. Six, six hours on the Colossus. Yeah, round and round. Um, and uh, Turner returns home. Sean is on the couch. Now, we later find out that Veronica is hidden behind the couch. Did Sean hear Turner, like, coming down the hallway? How? She got behind that couch very quickly. It's like she's an expert at this. Right. Like, does he have a very complex lock situation? Um, oh, maybe. Or, <laughs> or did Sean just hear his motorcycle outside of the building? Oh, yeah. It did wake Feeny up. There we go. So, although yeah, I feel like Feeny is a light sleeper, if I had to guess. So, <laughs> right. well, Feeny was not asleep. <laughs> That's oh, true. That's true. <laughs> Feeny was sealing the deal. He wasn't sleeping. Yeah. Not, um, I mean, not asleep. <laughs> Uh, so, right, so Turner was out looking for Sean, um, and Sean was like, well, I had nowhere else to go. Um, and Sean's like, well, you lied to me. And they, you know, they kind of mend fences. Um, like, Sean is like, I guess I'm moving out now. And Sean's like, you know, just because one of us messes up doesn't mean you move out. But this is what Sean is used to. He's used to, like, not getting multiple chances and, like, people just look down on him. Um, but I really liked the, the conversation they had, um, where, uh, Sean asks, like, do you ever feel like the walls are closing in and you have nowhere to go? I'm sure they both feel like that at times, you know? Yeah. I love this between them. Just finding a compromise. Cause it's like, okay. Then that teaches Sean, adults don't always have to lie to you. They just have to be open and honest. Um, and so I, I feel like this was really good for their relationship, a good, good turning point. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad they, they hashed it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sean even like, you know, is pretty adult about it. He's like, look, like if you want to spend time with your girlfriend, like I get it. I could just get out. Just tell me. And then uh, he's like, and then when I want to spend time with my girlfriend, you'll get out. Right. And he's like, no go. No. <laughs> yeah. And I love how Turner's like Veronica's behind the couch, isn't she? Like he just knows things. Uh, he's done it all before yeah he's been there done that he knows uh and of course she is veronica watson (laughs) i want to know where veronica's parents are because not only did she drive home with a random stranger earlier (laughs) this is her third time out of the house tonight like yeah it's like she's going in going out going in going out she never ending night yeah she must have like a very easy escape route from her window or something it must be like Mm -hmm. a dawson's creek situation where there's some type of ladder propped up there that she could just (laughs) escape down um and then we have the uh the end scene uh feeny finds eric he's great at eric's paper and apparently (laughs) his paper was on abraham lincoln uh, and one of the lines in there was Colonel Sanders. What's up with that? <laughs> oh, uh, Eric admits to buying the paper, but apparently his paper got switched with Sean's. And this is when Corey, I love this like prank from Corey because Eric already was like not following the rules. If he had actually written the paper, it's kind of a dick move, but he bought a paper. So Corey switching them out was perfect. And the, Hey, big bro, life's tough. And he hits him in the forehead. Classic. Mm hmm. Yeah, you got him got him good. Um one last fun fact about this episode. It is to be said that this is Anthony Tyler Quinn's favorite episode, so Mr. Turner's favorite episode that he was in. Oh, interesting. Isn't that nice? Yeah. That's sweet. That yeah, I sense. like the this is a fun episode, right? Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. 
Um, on to the next episode, which definitely was the more memorable of the two. Um, what I meant to say. Uh, so we start off at Chubby's. Topanka and Corey are like super lovey-dovey, playing pool. Uh, and um, they, uh, they, they're they like, oh, the key to being good at darts is this. And Topanka like blows air in Corey's ear and he like hits somebody with a dart, which this is why they have those like plastic darts nowadays. So you can't just like <laughs> completely stab somebody. Um, Corey gives her his jean jacket because she's cold. Uh, and they start talking about how moving from friends to boyfriend, girlfriend is so easy. Um, and this is when we get the infamous I love you from Corey. Now, we did talk a little bit about in the last episode how long we thought they were dating. Sarah, how long do you think they've been dating at this point? And is it too soon? Maybe like four Creek weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call weeks in uh dawson's creek yeah, because, but no yeah. probably probably like about a month i would say okay so i don't feel like that's too soon then especially with knowing each other for a lifetime you know yeah. that's true they were friends before so i feel like it's natural to move quicker in a relationship if you're already friends from the start Hmm. Yeah, I I don't think that this was too outlandish, but it really freaks her out. Um, and she doesn't say it back, and she, you know, basically wants to leave as soon as the words came out of his mouth. So Corey is left confused. Um, this is very confusing for poor little Corey. Um, I've never been in a situation where. I did not say it back to the person, but um, I do agree that I don't think a month is too soon, especially at that age, because I feel like you say it quicker when you're that age. Right, Aisha? Yes, I would say you do say it quicker because you don't understand what it means. But I would say later in high school, I was in a situation where someone told me they loved me. I didn't say it back to him because I was in that stage of like, seeing real examples of love and I'm like that's Mm -hmm. I don't have that and it could have been Topanga's mindset of like she she understands the weight of the word and so she didn't want to just throw it out there because she felt like she didn't fully understand what it means um but you know when you're that age you just say it would be different if they were in college saying that like I feel like people definitely take their time once they're like out of their like adolescence yeah, I just feel like the way the way she acts later is interesting. It's almost like she's asking, like, oh, that's what that means? And it's like, but her pa- she has her parents to, right. like, see as an example. So to not understand love, I might get it more if this was, like, Sean saying that because he does have a bit more of, like, a broken family and maybe not great representations of love. But for what we know, Topanka's parents are in a loving marriage, at least – as far as we At know. At that point, yeah. Yeah, so it is interesting that she has this reaction. Um, but this is not out of character for her. Like, Topanga's always been more hesitant in the future seasons to everything. She's much more practical where Corey's more emotional. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is not surprising that we see a sampling of this even this early in the series. Yeah. Corey always had to fight for their love, which I feel like I'm going to have to defend to the death when we get around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. I I don't know who's 
I guess I, I don't really know that I'm on either side at this point. Like, I guess I'm on Corey's side if I had to pick a side because he really Yeah, you was have just, to pick a side. Well, I'll pick Corey's pick side. side then right now because I feel like he's just saying how he feels. And even if yeah. even if Topanga didn't feel that way, I still feel like she handled it very poorly. Absolutely. Um, now she's blindsided. So, you know, giving her a little bit of leeway in that. But like yeah. still like being asking to immediately leave is certainly like the worst possible thing you could do besides straight up just saying I want to break up like right that moment and I don't Um, think Corey had a completely wrong read of the situation like what love was to him that was them and he felt like she felt it back and he Mm -hmm. he can he can read how she's interacting with him and she's acting all lovey-dovey so he's like this is perfect like I can totally say it without being shut down but it's like she just did a full 180 didn't give him an explanation and so it's like I'm definitely on Corey's side here because either way he should have had explanation because that could have been he could have turned into a total Sean and said okay I'm never loving again yeah but he didn't yeah no he didn't give up at all um so we're in we're the next day Sean is limping apparently he was the one who was sitting at Chubby's (laughs) he went to lean in to kiss a girl and got hit in the butt with a dart um <laughs> uh and then, this is when we see uh Sean asking Corey how his night with Topanga was. Uh he said, "Oh, you know, it's good. It's good." Uh and Corey tells Sean that he said something he shouldn't have and uh Sean asks him if he got emotional. Uh you didn't tell her she was beautiful, did you? As if that's like the worst <laughs> possible thing you could say to your girlfriend is tell her she's beautiful. Um, but I do love that how this like this whole storyline just kind of like spreads like a virus across the entire mm-hmm. school. Um, Corey admits to saying that he loves Topanga and Sean is like, once word gets around, every girl will want to be told that they <laughs> they're loved every single girl out there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Was this a thing, Sarah? Like, is this just a joke for a TV show or was this actually a thing? No, I don't think it was a thing. I mean, high school couples, there were definitely people that were together for a while and they said, I loved you. But I don't think that I think that this is like very, you know, dramatic, dramatized, dramatized. I don't know. But um, because I feel like people just kind of like minded your own business with other couples in high school. You like looked at them. You're like, oh, my God, they're so cute. Yeah. But you weren't like, oh, this person said I loved you. Maybe if I was actually in a high school couple and I was like watching another high school couple, I'd be like, well, this person got told that they loved you. Like, why are we not there? <laughs> so maybe maybe it is a thing. I don't know. I like as I said multiple times before, I was not able to snag a high school boyfriend. <laughs> um, so can't can't relate. I could yeah. see it. But like, now. Uh, it is storming so bad here. So sorry if y'all are hearing the, That's the okay. thunderstorm. Oh, I did hear the thunder. Okay. But I, I did, that was cool, though. Yeah. Um, so I think nowadays, of course, I think if people are posting, like, their relationships and they're like, yeah. oh, my gosh, these people are posting stories. But back then, yeah. I'm like, I, don't, I didn't know the dialogue between other couples. It was more yeah. so like, oh, well, these they they hold hands in the hallway. Why can't we be like that? Or so, like people would have that perception of other couples. Yeah. So I, I think it was more like that. So I think this was dramatic, dramatized. Now I'm saying it. Um, but um, <laughs> Jessica, do you know? Is it dramatized? It's dramatized. Dramatized. <laughs> dramatized. <laughs> but I, didn't, I really appreciate the dramatized. <laughs> so I was going to let it happen. <laughs> that's hilarious. I, I'm the plague that spreads throughout podcasters. Dramatized. 
dramatized. Dramatized. Yeah, we need to spread that so it goes everywhere. <laughs> I love the line here where Corey was like, it was 90% good. And Sean was like, well, how was the other 20%? Yeah. <laughs> not great at mathematics. Not his thing. Not percentages. Yes. No. Like when he tells Turner, he's like, then why are you teaching math? It's like, what is wrong with Sean and math? He just can't get it. <laughs> Not it's not a great situation yeah. for him in the mathematics. No. Um so Sean tells Eric that Corey told Topanga he loves her. And this is and Eric is with a girl, like when he finds this out, and he is like pissed now. Cause he's like, Great. Christy now wants to know that like that I love her. Uh thanks to you, dating as we now know it is over. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but Sean does say there is an upside. Apparently now Topanga is going to be a love struck puppy. Um, not the case. She totally just like dips on Corey. She's just like blowing him off left and right. Not great, Sarah. No, I mean, she sees him in the hallways, does a full stop and says, got to go. I can't talk right now and goes in the opposite direction. This is bad. This is really, really bad for Corey. Like, he is probably very confused, very, very embarrassed um, about what's going on. Uh, Grandma Topanga has no chill. (laughs) None at all. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. No, and this is... One of my favorite stories, I know we're supposed to focus on, like, the Corey and Topanga of it all, but, like, if I didn't love the Feeny-Eli story, like, it was so good. First of all, Sarah and I are very excited Eli is here. We've been talking Mm -hmm. about how, like, because we loved how Turner was included in season two and he kind of came in with the bang, Mm -hmm. and we felt like Eli was probably going to be the same way, and we were not wrong. Yeah. He was in episode one, but this was really, like, his proper introduction. He apparently steals Feeney's coffee. (laughs) Um, He's like, I put a nickel in. He's like, yeah, I deposited 75 cents, turned my back for one second, and you got my coffee. (laughs) What coffee is 80 cents? What a random number. Right. And and is that how coffee, like, I'm thinking a coffee pot, but they said the cup dropped no. and then the coffee dropped. Yeah. It's like, um, I've, I've only seen it in like, gosh, I'm trying to think what show it was, where it was like in a hospital. And what happens mm. is there's like a vending machine and a mm-hmm. cup falls down. And oh no, it was better call Saul. And a cup falls down, and then like a coffee dispenser like pours coffee into the cup. And that has to be what it was. Yeah. Which it's probably shitty coffee to begin with. Oh yeah, no, it is. Like I had one of those um <laughs> next to one of my lecture halls in college, mm-hmm. and it was the crappiest coffee. And the thing was, is that it never filled up the cup. It was always like a like a like two thirds <laughs> yeah. or one third of the cup. It was like so bad. So then you had to like fill it up twice. Well, how do it you was a disaster. Watery. It's part of it. Ew, that's weird. You like you press all the buttons and then just like all the liquids come in at once. It's the worst coffee. (laughs) It's the worst. But sometimes like you're desperate. You have like a two two hour lecture. Like you do whatever you can. Do you remember how much that coffee was? It was like a. I think it was like a dollar twenty five. Okay. 
Yeah. So it went so up. So inflation but 80, probably makes sense. Yeah. Eight, 80 cents is very peculiar. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's Four. a weird amount. You'd think like yeah. 75 is three quarters at least or a dollar, you know, makes sense. Or, but eight, yeah. yeah, 80 is weird. Um, And then I love the line of Eli being like, I'm going to tell Feeney he has a little mustache man power tripping. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. And then this is when uh, Turner comes up and he realizes that he's been talking to Feeney the whole time. He goes, Mm -hmm. coffee? (laughs) (laughs) It's just... Oh, I love and it. And then Feeney escorts him to his principal's office slash bathroom. Right. <laughs> yes, yes, because he's supposed to have an interview with Feeney, of course. I yeah. love it. I love this introduction for Eli. I love that we have another person who is against Feeney because I just love, like, the rivalries between Feeney and other people. It's just one of my favorite parts of the show. Yeah, old school versus new school still, you know, raging on. <laughs> we're we're new school. We'll have to get... um. Is it? Um, no. Who was selling the new school T-shirts? I know Ethan was selling. Ethan Zahn of Survivor was selling oh. the old school T-shirts. Mm. Who was it selling the new school? I don't know. Who I it think was. it was Ethan, too, actually. Oh, was it? He really, <laughs> so. he really duped everybody. He's like, look, at, I got some old school. I got some new school. What you, what you looking for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, he needs to sell those T-shirts. So, um, so then we have Corey has a bouquet of flowers for Topanga. But before Corey can give it to him, Sean football tackles him and takes away the flowers and then winds up giving it to this like Josh guy. <laughs> Josh. I said Josh, but I meant Jock. His name, but his could name be Josh. is now Josh. <laughs> now his name is Josh. When I uh, tell you I laughed out loud when Sean tackled him. <laughs> you can't tell her she's beautiful. You can't give her flowers. Nothing. No yeah. sign of liking her. Yeah, you this saying is- you love her strips you of your power. <laughs> yeah. Now we have the ultimate struggle, the power struggle. Um, is this not a disaster? This is the worst. And this is the kind of like mind games that like, not for nothing, but of course it's very exaggerated and dramatized in the show. <laughs> but I will say that like these totally stem from real things that happen when you're a teenager. Like everything is blown out of proportion and you totally can see you like talking to one of your friends and then being like, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't do that. He has all the power. No, no, no. You need the power. Like you can't talk to him. You have to play these like so-called games when really all you need to do is sit down and have a conversation to clear things up. But this is television and we don't do that here. Um, So, yeah, so it's uh, Sean tells him to wait it out. Don't talk to her. Right now she's setting her whip list, which apparently is all the things she wants you to do that you don't want to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never heard of this. I've heard of people being, people being whipped. I've not heard of a yeah, whip, whip list. list. Yeah. So things on Topanga's quote unquote whipped list, or I guess like Sean perceives women's whip list right. to consist of walks on the beach, going to the pottery <laughs> barn, drinking international coffees, um, Asia, what are some things on your whipped list? <laughs> I can I can start with mine. Mine one hundred percent. Number one, I'm the one that's whipped, but that's a different story for a different That is day. also very true. It's very true. But um, I would love to. I love going home to home. I was going to put that first on my list was home goods. Yeah, Starbucks. But, like. Yeah, start like Drew is the worst at home goods because he doesn't understand. You have to go through every single aisle <laughs> up and down. Um, that's very important. Where else would I want? What else would I want to do? 
I like want like want to go to like a Mexican restaurant and have margaritas. Mm. Like, I mean, it's all good stuff. Yeah. Like maybe like a board game. Like I want to play life. I never get to play life. <laughs> I, I have a, a few. Uh, let's see. I have a, a let's say top three. So first one. So for those listeners out there in Texas, we have this really good cookie place called Tiff's Treats. It was started in Austin. It actually started by a guy that went to where I went to college, the University of Texas at Austin. And he just he had a girlfriend. He delivered her warm cookies. It became a company. So they deliver warm cookies. They're delicious. So definitely sending me Tiff's treats. I mean, a dozen once a month would be nice, right? (laughs) And then not too much to (laughs) add. Not too much to add at all. And then I would say going to a cidery. You know, those are real. I love cider. Going to a cidery and then helping me on my escape room journey. So I've I've done like thirty five escape rooms. So I'm trying to like do a bunch, just all oh in the city gosh. and stuff. So like doing them with me, you know. Those sound like fun <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I had one more. I had one more, but I almost I, I forgot it. That's <laughs> uh, my it? fault. My was fault. Was it was it Trader Joe's? Ooh. Oh, I do want to go to Trader Joe's. Yeah. Uh, Jess, do you have anything? Honestly, I can't think of anything that I would like. The only thing I could think of is similar to what you said, Sarah, like going to like yeah. a Marshall's or like a home goods and like going through oh. every aisle because that's mm-hmm. not typically a thing that like Will would yeah. want to do. He'd do it if I asked, but like it's not something he enjoys doing. <laughs> anything else yeah. I feel like he also would enjoy doing. So I can't really mm, think of yeah. a list of stuff he wouldn't like to do. Oh. Go. I remember. Go to the plant nursery, and I don't want any complaints that we have too many plants. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big ask, Sarah. Because even that I one's think the, probably the biggest. I do have a lot of plants. Yeah. That one's the biggest ask. <laughs> That's hilarious. So Corey does like the international coffees, and he's thinking about what his list would be. And he says, "Oh, like maybe we can go to some yard sales and antique shops <laughs> because he wants to make a list that Topanga would like also." So considerate, it's very such a cute. good boyfriend. Yes. And he's already such a good boyfriend, and yeah. he's like what fifteen or something, right? Yeah, yeah. So Eli leaves. He's all discouraged because the interview was a mess. He's like, I stole his coffee. I didn't kill anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And this is when, like, he's complaining to Turner. He's like, I don't have anything to say to kids. I don't know kids. And Turner tries to tell him, like, you know how to be honest. Like, you can do this job. Um, And this is, of course, Feeney is, like, listening in this entire time. Because when isn't he? And I love the Eli line. Like, Eli has already made himself at home on Boy Meets World. Because he asks, is he there all the time? Literally, Feeney is always there. He has bugs in your houses. He's listening <laughs> to everything you have to say. Feeney is always mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So Feeney really likes Eli's passion for the subjects that he wants to talk about, whether that be slumlords in Philly or like making sure that the media is, um, you know, being truthful. So he thinks that it'd be great to have a, a teacher with a passion um, for his subject matter. So he hires Eli on the spot to start on Monday. Don't you wish, Asia, that all job interviews were as easy as this? Absolutely. Yeah. That was like just so easy, finding out so quickly. I mean, these days it's like you do an interview, you have to wait a week, then you hear, oh, I got a second interview, then you wait yep. another week. Oh, okay, now a third interview. <laughs> 
then it's like, yeah. okay, wait two more weeks. Then you find out a, de- a decision. So I was like, oh, this is seamless. This is definitely the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and this is when I'm pretty sure Turner's like, all right, stop yanking his chain. And I love the line from Feeney of, I yank you not. <laughs> <laughs> Only Feeney would say something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's like, you, you remind me of somebody, you know, filled with fire and fury. Like, and um, Turner's like, yeah, like, you know, me. He's like, no, you egomaniac. I mean myself. <laughs> I, Eli reminds Feeney of himself. Who would have thought? <laughs> I feel like Feeney's just, just, like, narcissistic enough to think that everybody reminds him a little bit of himself. Um, so uh, we're in the cafeteria. Corey is telling Sean, you were right. You know, I, I, I can't talk to her. Um, uh, Sean speaks in French. Apparently right? he's an idiot savant and he knows French. Very Please impressive. <laughs> uh, Corey says he got the power back. She gave him a note that says she wants to talk. Poor Corey is not experienced enough in love to know that we need to talk. Never something you want to hear. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> no. I don't want to hear that from my friends. I don't want to hear that from my love interest. I don't want to hear that from my boss. I don't want to hear that from yes. my mom. In, in my opinion, if you're going to message, especially nowadays, right? Like nowadays, usually if you need someone to call you, you like text them and say, call me. You don't just call mm-hmm. them. Like that's like kind of the protocol. But when someone says they, I, they need me to call them, I need there to be like a call me not an emergency like you need to tell me it's not an emergency i assume it's an emergency otherwise but also jessica how many times am i like we need a conference call yes she does this to me oh she does this to me and she's like oh we need to have a call about whatever she calls me she does this to me one time i don't remember why you even why you called me i don't remember what the reason even was but you were like Okay, I'm done with the podcast after a hundred episodes. And I was like, we're like almost at a hundred. Like, what are you talking about? And she was joking. She does this to me. It's very That's rude. Yeah. 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 If, if if I hear it, we need to talk. All I'm thinking about until we talk is what could this talk be about? Yes. So please add context anytime you're telling anybody we need to talk. Yeah, it's not okay to do this to people, especially bosses too. Don't give people anxiety and don't set a meeting for like two weeks after you say we need to talk. That person's going to be anxious for two weeks, all right? It's not yeah. okay. Or, okay, okay, like, or like a meeting pops up on your calendar and it's at like 4.55. It's like Ooh. disrespectful. That is disrespect. <laughs> yes, that is a slap in the face. Uh, so Topanga sees them in the in the cafeteria and she's like, can we talk alone? It's like you're in the middle of a fucking cafeteria, Topanga. No, but sure. <laughs> this is where you want to do this. <laughs> yeah. The library could be appropriate. <sighs> the hallway. Anywhere besides the cafeteria of all places. Yeah. Um, Corey, this isn't easy for me. Uh, I don't think we should see each other. I'm sorry. It's over. Goodbye. What? <laughs> That's so quick, girl. That was the quickest breakup I've ever seen. I snapped my fingers and no. that took longer. What? No, no. That's a big no for me. Um, only thing worse would be nowadays a text message, yeah. which this would have became, or the dreaded voice memo breakup. <laughs> that's that's the risk. Like, like ex- the equivalent. It expires after two minutes. It's like you listen, you have to deal with it, you go back, and you're like, wait, it's not there. Did it did it happen? Oh my god. <laughs> that's awful. Like, oh, I real? never got it. I have no clue what you're talking about. Right. Oh my gosh. Uh and uh, Corey is completely bamboozled. He says, this makes no sense. Sweet, beautiful Topanga never hurt anyone, but she dumped me. Uh, and 
like Sean just like is completely bamboozled as well. He doesn't understand because he doesn't have the context. Um, mm-hmm. And so I love Corey and Sean like reenacting Corey and Topanga's date in the classroom. <laughs> yeah. I love They're how Sean is just hands. like so game for it too. Like he's yeah. just yeah. like, okay, we have to do this. Hold my hand. Yeah. And, you know, they're starting to recite it and about what happened. And then they turn around and Josh is there and he throws down the flowers that Sean gave him and all these people. And it's like, what? Like, can't like two like best friends like hold hands and just talk it out? Um, But then like Corey finally like admits that like she never said I love you back. And that's what the problem was. And Sean's like, Oh, I get it now. And he's like, oh, good. You can help me. He's like, oh, no, it's over. (laughs) Not helpful. Sean is not helpful. Well, to be fair, Sean does realize what the problem is sooner than Corey does. But yeah, yeah. no, I don't think he really like uh, helped Corey solve the problem as much. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Topanga comes in and Sean's like, pretend like we're laughing about something really funny. It's like Asia. Like obviously, she thinks that they're laughing at her, right? Right, exactly. They're they're just so just heads in the clouds because it's just like, <laughs> no, this is so inappropriate. They he he has no idea that that's what it could come across as. But then he like immediately breaks because he's heartbroken and sees her, and so it's just like I, I immediately feel sad for him because you see it in his face that he's just like, yeah, dang. Yeah. His little heart broken. His little his little heart. Yes. Poor thing. Yeah, I feel so bad for Corey. It's like, especially Topanga sits somewhere else. It's like, oh, that's just kind of like twisting the knife in even more. Um, and I, I also so then we we switch over to something funnier with uh with Turner <laughs> introducing Eli as the new media arts teacher. He's my best friend. Mess with him and die. Um, <laughs> I love that. Uh, and then we have Eli kind of talking about finding the truth. There's a difference between what they say and what is real. Um, and then I love Turner asking Sean, what did he say? Oh, something about Israel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, like, literally, this is just like some of these things that they talk about on uh, Boynton's World can totally it doesn't matter that it's been like 20 whatever years it could it could cross over to now. Like we talk mm-hmm. all the time how like it's hard to find the truth in media. Oh yeah. Isn't that nutty? Yeah. It, it, things have not changed. <laughs> no. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And this so, yeah, so they have the without honesty, you're nowhere. And Corey freaks out. Uh <laughs> he just have you ever had the moment where you're just standing up in class screaming and yelling at everybody? <laughs> it's a totally <laughs> rational thing to do. I can't relate. I've never done that before. <laughs> Let me tell you about honest. There was a guy who was honest, and now he's and he looks around and everybody is staring at him, rightfully so. Yeah. He's screaming. What a nice warm welcome for Eli. <laughs> right. <laughs> to be fair, he now has a problem to solve. So yeah. Um, we're now at the Matthews residence. Corey was late to dinner. Um, he tells Amy about his date with Topanga, and he says, "I figured, why not go for it." Um, Corey, what are you saying? Poor Amy is taking a heart attack. I went too far with Topanga. She looks so pretty all alone at the back room at Chubby's. And freaking Amy breaks the teacup. <laughs> at the, not at the back room at Chubby's. Anywhere but that. Yep. 
It's like I just went too far with Topanga. (laughs) I mean, this was really, this is, Asia, what you were talking about earlier about jokes that you didn't get when you were a kid. This definitely went over my head back then. But watching it now, I'm like, this is hilarious. Poor Amy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, but then he's like, no, 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 not like, not that, not that. I told Topanga that I loved her and she didn't feel the same way. Then Eric and uh, the girl comes in and they just came from Pottery Barn. <laughs> How fun. <laughs> I, I mean, so like they went shopping at the Pottery Barn. She picked out a ceramic cat and some napkin holders, which like, I can see like, okay, like I want a ceramic cat for my bedroom. But as a 17 year old girl, sis, what are you going to do with the napkin holders? As a almost 30 year old woman, right? I don't have napkin holders. <laughs> <laughs> what is like doing with Yeah, them? girl, what are you going to do with them? Nap- is it like a Christmas gift? Right. Like, what is it? Like, what are you doing with them? She's just showing her age because she just looked at them and thought they were, it was so cute and that it would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you can't yeah. use that. I need these. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me again. And he says, I love you. <laughs> He's so pissed. I'm going to make you eat that ceramic cat, Corey. Mm. Um, and this is when uh, Corey misses Topanga. Everything reminds uh, him of her. Um, and uh, I love how Corey's asking Sean, like, oh, uh, have you ever been dumped? Are you kidding me? I'm Sean. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, why would he be dumped? Um, and this is, again, we see Sean speaking in French. Honestly, uh, Ryder Strong is very good at, like, speaking French, I thought. He sounded very fluent to me. I don't speak French, but it sounded good. It was, I, there was something I saw Ryder Strong in after, like, really experiencing him through uh, Boy Meets Girl, and I was like, he's a really good actor. Like, mm-hmm, I did mm-hmm. definitely didn't give him enough credit for his role as Sean because it just seemed so natural. He's just like, OK, yeah. he's just, you know, probably honing in on the old him or something. But I saw him something that was completely different. I was like, OK, Ryder Strong is solid. Mm-hmm. I think a yeah, lot of them are really good in mm-hmm. the show. Um, yeah. But I think we said um, last season or the first season that we thought that Ryder Strong was the best kid actor. Mm. Right, Jess? Isn't that what we said? I think so. I think that, yeah. Yeah. And I think he definitely handles, and I also think he kind of has like the most complex character as well as time goes on. Mm -hmm. Like Sean only gets more complicated. And I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of the other characters stay pretty steady. Um, so he has a lot oh, of the yeah. more deeper stuff he has to has to handle. And he's also yeah. like a really young guy. So it's not yeah. exactly like he can pull from a ton of life experience for those types yeah. of things. I, I absolutely agree. Like, I don't think that our final version of Corey is too far off from this version of yeah. Corey. Yeah. Actually. Um, so then we have um, Turner and Eli coming in and. Eli's like, ugh, like this place is crawling with kids. And Turner jokes that they spray once a month, but they keep coming back. So Turner apparently comes to Chubby's, not only for the quote-unquote good food, which we know Chubby's doesn't have good food, but more so so that he can make himself available for the children. <laughs> Bro, have Excuse a weekend. Me? Right? Have a weekend. What are you doing? Yeah, this is a little a little much. Um and he encourages Eli to be a creep as well and <laughs> relate to the children. Um, and, like, you know, he points out, like, hey, like, isn't the kid that, like, freaked out at me today at class? And he's like, yeah, that's Matthew. He's like, go and talk to him. And, like, 
relate to him and he's like yeah that's all I need is to like ask him questions and he answers me bond and then I can have my own little 14 year old friend (laughs) so like yeah Eli realizes like this is like probably not healthy yeah I'm glad there's one sane person in this best friendship (laughs) yeah I feel like I'm on board with Eli here like why did you we just were at a school why did you bring me to a restaurant that's also crawling with children and now you want me to spend my like free time my leisure time helping these kids come on now um Uh, but he still does it he goes over and he's like so that freaking out stuff was just for the new guy huh (laughs) I think that was a good opening line um and playing it cool yeah and Corey tells him what happened um, and Eli's like, oh, well, why'd she break up with you? I don't know. She just left. And he says, there's more story out there. Go get it. Um, he's like, keep it honest. And this is, of course, Turner's like creeping. He learned from the best. He learned from Feeney how to creep around the corners and like listen in on conversations. Um, and he's like, see? And he's like, and don't come back. <laughs> like, Get out of here. Um, I liked this like brief conversation we had with Eli and Corey. Like you can certainly tell that. He like he pretends like he doesn't care, but he does have good advice to give. And he could tell that. I mean, I feel like just being a human being and just having gone through those types of things as a teenager, he can offer some valuable advice. But he realizes like, well, she didn't give you an explanation for why she dumped you. So there's certainly more to the story. So just go talk to her. Go have a conversation. That should have been everybody's advice. Go have a conversation. Literally what I was about to say. That should have been what Sean was telling him. Of course, Sean does not have that expertise um, Mm -hmm. or that experience to be able to draw from. So I was glad that Corey had Eli in this situation because it was like, okay, Eric isn't giving him that advice. Corey isn't talking to his dad about it. So he got it from somewhere. Yep, and uh, this is when we see Corey at Topanga's window. Apparently, it's a very commonplace thing for people to just be climbing each other's windows constantly. Right. <laughs> yeah, simply safe. Where are you at, girl? Like, we need you. Like, lock those windows up. By the way, okay, so first time we saw the outside of Topanga's house, really nice house. This gorgeous, like, white Victorian, like Topanga, Jedediah. Hello. <laughs> uh, you got that money. Making all money. those instruments. Yeah, and then um, we see her room, which is, I think, the first time we saw her room, which is very quirky, and it has, like, a lot of doodads in it, lots of dust collectors. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's like, what are you doing here? Um, And he's like, I want some things back. I want my jacket. She's like, fine, take it. Now go. Like, I have nothing else of yours. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, he pulls the dramatics. He's like, no, you have all my feelings about you and I don't have any of yours. What a sick burn, Asia, right? I thought it was hilarious because I thought he was going to say, no, you have my heart. <laughs> He's like, I, I, you have my feelings and I don't have any of yours. And so I thought that was uh, that was a cute way to put it. Yes, very mm-hmm. dramatic. But yeah, oh yeah. If we had to get to that conversation somehow, some way. And so that, that was a, a good... I, the best way that Corey knew how. Yeah. Yeah. So then he says, so everything I ever thought about you, I want back. How about that, Jess? <laughs> I thought I could open up to you and tell you how I feel. It was the truth. You moved me off without any explanation, without knowing how you feel. I thought I knew you. I was wrong. It is oh, no. very dramatic. But here's the thing. No, it is not effective. that I thought I knew you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was very effective. 
Um, Very. Because Topanga, like, this is how Topanga realized, like, she has to open up. And so she says, like, she was scared of what he said. They're only 14 years old. Uh, and she didn't understand. She's like, how did you, how did you know? Like, when did you know you had these feelings? And this is where my bullshit meter goes off. Because he says <laughs> it was when they were six years old and catching fireflies. First of all, Corey untrue remember all those girls you dated like just last season before you landed on Topanga as an option do you remember how you Mm -hmm. made fun of Topanga all season one this is Mm -hmm. some quite some revisionist history bullshit from Corey Matthews am I right Sarah oh yeah this is a line if I ever heard it it's like (laughs) if you told me that you've been in love with me since I was six years old I'd be like Oh, I'm a simp now. Like, I'm yours. Like, (laughs) please tell me how you've been in love with me for all of our lives. Like, this is all I want to hear. And this is, Asia touched on this earlier. This is why I think it's not like, you know, the whole thing's like, oh, Disney princes like ruined my idea of like love and relationships. No, (laughs) Corey Matthews fucked up my view on love and relationships. This is the shit that I expected to hear growing up. Not like, hey, Sarah, like, can you get me a water? And then I give the water and he's like, I like, thanks, brah. Like that. That is not like what I expected out of my love life. Like this is what it is. And honestly, I think that this is why I was so in love with Corey Matthews. Like, I think this is why this is my big crush, because like this bullshit that he that he spills or spews is the shit that I was like this is it this is all I need in a man yes um so yeah like please tell me that you're in love with me since you were six years old since I caught 20 fireflies and you only caught one um (laughs) so yeah it's the it's it's just everything so then he goes this is this and this is it this is the sealing the deal moment um, she's like, how do you, how did you know then? Like, you know, I barely know what love I love you means now. He's like, um, he's like, all I know is that you and I belong together. I mean, I've always been able to talk to you to make you laugh. I've always wanted to take care of you. Yes, please. Please take care of me. I'm falling apart. People I'm path- like, I am desperately pathetic. I need somebody to take care of me. Right, Jess? Like, is this the reason why I'm such a disaster? I mean, to be fair, like, this is totally what would work on you. It would certainly yeah. not be what I would be wanting <laughs> to This wouldn't work on you? No. This is literally because, all I want to hear. Like, if somebody's I told you, like, I want to... My bullshit yeah. detector would be going off. And I'd be like, this really? is... Because I would view it as, like... Uh, almost like a ploy, right? Like, you're just telling me what I want to hear. And the reason mm-hmm. I feel like this is because I also, like, feel like, probably not Boy Meets World, but, like, more like rom-coms, like, truly, truly fuck up a people's v- view on romance and love because you think there's supposed to be this, like, movie moment like this magical movie moment where the two people that have been like at odds the entire movie or like fighting different things they're with other people this is when they finally get together and it's this you know fireworks in the sky and all of that but it's just like that's usually not how life works and if I heard someone telling me this like I just I wouldn't believe them Asia like it just doesn't seem like something people actually say in real life 
See, but when I was seeing this for the first time, I thought it was just like them coming in when uh, coming in their windows. I thought that was going to be a bigger thing growing up. I thought everyone yeah. was just going to be coming in everybody's window. window. Yeah, climbing in <laughs> windows like that's this is just why my how dad you... planted rose bushes below my window because he thought so too. It's like I'm going to start just... purposely leaving my windows open in hopes that somebody saves <laughs> me from my pathetic existence. <laughs> But I I feel like I'm somewhere in between you guys. Like, I feel like I'm more like Sarah at the beginning where it's like, oh, this is all so sweet. But then when I learn more and I learn like when he lies or when he's just trying to like BS me, then I'm more like Jess. And I'm like, okay, no, because you said this before. So that contradicts because so then it seems like there's a hidden agenda. So, I mean, it should probably be the reverse, but. Yeah, but to be fair, if I had to say that my husband was more of a Corey or a Sean, like he's a hundred percent a Corey, a million percent a Corey. Like he would mm-hmm. honestly do this, and he would honestly mean it. <laughs> but I'm more of the one who's like wouldn't believe it. So I guess it does kind of work out in the end. Um, but mm. this is where I don't understand where Topanga is coming from because she doesn't. She's like, oh, this is what I love you means. It's like. You have a loving relationship with your family. At least it very much seems like that. We have never been told anything to the contrary. Um, but this is when she she does say it. She says, Corey, I love you too. And he says, I was hoping you did. And he throws the jacket back. This moment I did remember. I specifically remembered him throwing the jacket back as being like a huge moment for the show. Um, it still does feel like that even uh, in 2021. It still feels like this is a pretty big moment for these uh, these two characters, Sarah. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I don't know if you quite remember, but last season we talked a little bit about Girl Meets World season two, episode four, Girl Meets Pluto with the infamous uh, time capsule. Yes. Remember that mess? Yes, that we I talked do about? remember that mess. Ugh. So the thing that Corey put in the time capsule was this jacket. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it was very significant. It was okay. the jacket that... Um, you know, that he was holding when he first said, I love you to Topanga and she said it back. Mm. That's sweet. So there we go. And this was definitely a thing. Like if you were dating somebody, you like took their sweatshirt or like a jacket or like something mm-hmm. like that. And the poor guy probably never got it back if you broke up. Like <laughs> right. that was definitely a thing. <laughs> the time capsule got it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we're, uh, yes, so we're, we're back at the Matthews residence and this is when Eric is telling Christy saying, I love you leads to heartache. There those words are the death to relationships. And of course we see Tori and Topanga, like all lovey dovey walking out together and Eric immediately eats his words <laughs> to the pottery barn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Poor Eric. Go back to the pottery barn. Yes. I'll go. That late at um, night. I'm like, it should be closed. It should be close. Probably is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is a good episode. I think that, like, it had some really funny moments. It had some pretty iconic moments. Um, obviously, I think we all kind of fall on Corey's side a little bit more than Topanga's. But it works out for now until they break up again. Right. But for now, they're in love. They're happy together. Um, mm-hmm. If I had to pick an episode that I liked more... Uh, I think I would pick, I think I would pick the second episode. It just seems like it's more important in the long run than, um, than the first episode. But the first episode was, they're still both really good episodes, I think. Yeah, especially since the first episode centers so much around Sean and the Mm -hmm. second one is so much around Corey, you know, the second episode, it, it helps provide context to that Topanga-Corey relationship. But then the first one helps us see, like, you know, looking in the future at Sean, we see how much he has grown 
in yeah. so many ways. So it's like, yeah, they're they're great in their own way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like both of the episodes. I think my preference is uh, the second as well. What I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Um, shall we get into the fashion hour? Yeah. Okay. So, um. I were I was the picker of the fashion hour um, options nominees this year, this month, this episode. Um, and our first award is the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit. My first nomination is Veronica Watson's first outfit when she broke up with the other guy and Sean came up to her. Um, <laughs> she is wearing a red beret, a white like pastel striped shirt a then on top of that a like <laughs> red and loud printed striped shirt then a leather black mini skirt then some thigh high orange <laughs> knee socks then red ankle socks then um some black combat boots um Asia, what do you think about this ensemble? It's the socks for me. Like, I (laughs) definitely didn't notice those socks on the rewatch. Um, And now seeing it again is just, it's blowing my mind. I mean, it comes together with (laughs) the, the yellow that's in the shirt. But, of course, two very different, complete, completely different yellows. Um, It's, it's wild. Um, it, it's this, a look. Yeah. This is <laughs> yeah, quite the look. look. For me, it's the fact that she's wearing a mini skirt, but then also wears like these like thigh high like uh stockings, leggings, socks, whatever you want to call them, that nearly touch the top of the yes. <laughs> of the mini skirt. I've never seen socks that go up that high before. Like truly a look. Um typically you wear it to the bedroom with garter belts. That's what I was not, thinking. Yeah. Not like, Veronica. Those are the only ones, but maybe that's why she's Veronica Watson. She yes. wears these yeah, the public. Veronica Watson. Yes. Yeah, I don't even know if this would like, you know, go against like uh clothing guidelines at the school because you see so little leg ultimately. Yeah, that's true. Although usually the rule in my school was that if it's below your finger if it has to be below your fingertips. If it's I mean, yeah. it looks below her fingertips. <laughs> I, she has her arm pretty straight, <laughs> right? Um what is the second nominee? My second nomination is this is also from the um, second, um, the first episode that we watched, episode two, um, Sean's outfit, um, where he is wearing some sort of like his undershirt is a button down with like some sort of shapes on it. Then he has this vest that is black with even more shapes on it. Like, but these are like squares and there's like yellow and red squares. He's wearing black pants and then he is wearing um, some black shoes. So, yeah. And then I think under all of this, I think he's wearing like an orange T-shirt. We know that Sean loves layers and he loves a vest. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jessica, what do you think about this look right here from Sean? This look assaulted my eyeballs. Like, <laughs> oh, no. there's so much. Like, I think I wouldn't hate it if he had just like a black button down with like this crazy vest over top, right? It's kind of like a patchwork looking vest. 
first of all, Sean loves a vest. I feel like we've seen him in a lot of vests. I'm not a big fan. So I feel like choose one or the other. Choose the, the loud pattern button down or choose the loud pattern vest. We don't need to combine them. If we're just <laughs> doing like waist down, yeah, I like a black pant with a black boot. It's the top that gets a little bit haywire for me. What about you, Asia? Yeah, I could do without the undershirt, but I do understand he wants to go for the open shirt. He's at school. This is high school. Because mm-hmm. um, I think the vest is like typical shine. So I can't knock mm-hmm. him there. So maybe, I don't know, maybe the, a solid button down would have been less offensive to my eyes, like he's, you know, yeah. like you said. But yeah, the, the, the vest does look like post-it notes, but... I think the vest is like (laughs) solid piece to the ensemble. Oh my God. Post it notes. (laughs) Romy Michelle is calling. (laughs) Then we have our final nomination for the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit. This is Topanga's initial look at Chubby's from episode three. Um, She is wearing like a little blow up. a little blue polo shirt, uh, a belt, and then like a little short like skater skirt that's like gray, like a little schoolyard skirt. She's wearing her favorite cowboy boots. Who would have thunk? And then the piece de la resistance is Corey's jean jacket that she has wrapped over her shoulders that actually completes the look, I think. Um, What do you think about Topanga's look, Asia? You know, I think it's cute. Um, it's not too much. I think the high-waisted skirt was a good choice. Um, the belt doesn't completely clash with anything else she has going on. Um, so I, I don't hate it. Yeah. Um, and her hair looks really pretty too. It's like half up, half down. It's like pretty straight for her, but she still has her little bit of a wave. Um, she has her... 90s bangs what do you think Jess yeah I like the way she did her hair because she kind of like twists it back a little bit um which gives it a little bit of like something interesting rather than just like flat straight hair I really like this look I'm really you know notoriously I don't really care for cowboy boots but I do like the rest of the outfit I really love like a high-waisted skirt with a belt um and I like that this shirt is kind of like a zip-up shirt I think it's just interesting looking um oh it's a zip-up polo yeah it's it is not your average polo yeah yeah there's like a (laughs) silver zipper it's interesting um I like this look I do think it actually looks very good with the jean jacket and I feel like the jean jacket is like very cute because it's like kind of oversized but not too oversized you know yeah um yeah so um who is your vote Jess oh this is such a tough one it's like we have three good nominees yeah now you guys have to decide on a winner yeah so this is for it's not necessarily the outfit we enjoyed the most it's for the outfit that we think embodies the 90s the most Mm. and if that is the situation I do feel like Sean's probably to me like just speaks the most to the 90s I mean Veronica is interesting, but yeah. I don't know that I would classify any one of those things as like specifically 90s as much as I think like a vest with a loud pattern is is very 90s. What about you, Asia? Yeah, without the is it a beret that she's wearing? Yes. Yeah. So I would say without that, her outfit would be a typical outfit that I would put together if I was going to like a 90s party. I probably mm-hmm. would be somewhere adjacent to Veronica's look, but without the but the, without the beret. So since it, we're looking at it all together, I would agree with Sean's is very nineties. All right, so Sean wins the Rachel Green Award. Next up, we have. 
the um, Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award. My first nomination is uh, Amy Matthews from the first episode that we covered today uh, with her red, lacy, and long um, negligee. Um, saucy, a saucy number, no shoes, uh, no accessories, just herself. Um, she looks fantastic. What do you think, Asia, of this, um, this, this night outfit? I think it could pass, it could pass in 2021 for a dinner outfit. <laughs> like, I feel like people <laughs> yeah. who wear dresses like that with that much sheer today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. I, it's very timeless. Um, I think it looks great on her The you know, you, you mm-hmm. have the, the arms out um, and it's very fitting. Uh, it, it covers all the way to her feet, so I think I think it's a good look. I mean, red is her color. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a sucker for like a red dress. I feel like red is one of those colors that like most like 95 percent of people can cu- pull off red. It's just like such a flattering color on everybody. Um, and I love this on Amy. I feel like we usually get on her case for like she's always in the Rachel Green Award because she's always wearing something that is like typifies the 90s. But mm-hmm. I feel like this. I think you're right, Asia. Like I could totally see someone wearing this out to dinner. Yeah. Um, it might be a little bit see through on the top, and they just like added some extra padding so that they didn't show like nipples on ABC Family. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I do love this for Amy. She looks saucy. She looks fabulous. I love it. Yeah. Next up, we have Eric. And this was in the second episode that we covered today. He is wearing a white undershirt. Um, Over that, he's wearing some sort of like salmon sweater that looks like pretty cozy. Um, He has his Converse shoes, which is very timeless, some light wash jeans, but they're not too baggy. So even though they're light wash and we can almost never get away from the light wash, I do think that the fit seems about right. And um, it's belted. It's belted. But I, I like, you know, he's going for much like a very preppy look this season of being like I'm just like the cool beachy like Tommy Hilfiger boy uh Jess what do you think about Eric's look yeah I think that like maybe although I don't know do men often do a French tuck it might just be women but I feel like the full tuck is pretty uncommon these days but I do think the outfit itself especially the color palette yeah is something you would definitely see now um I don't mind the sweater I'm not really a big fan of salmon but I do think that the the coloring is flattering on him and you know, you know I love it might a not be I might take it back I might my dusty rose might be more <laughs> like a appropriate. dark dusty rose bordering yeah. on like terracotta Mauve. yeah yeah something like that uh Asia what do you think about this outfit yeah it's the the so it's like it's a long sleeve is it a sweater or a long sleeve polo it looks heavier uh, than, a, than a polo to me mm-hmm. it's a li- yeah like a Henley sweater yeah but it's definitely long sleeve that he has um, rolled up all the way to his elbows. No, no three quarters for Eric. He needs all use of his arms. Right. But yeah, definitely. I mean, the whole it it it's a good look and um, like the Converse. I mean, people still wear Converse today. People mm-hmm. still wear those like like uh, the wash jeans today. Um, so yeah, I like it. And then. 
my last nomination is Topanga in the um, obviously the second episode that we covered today. This is the dress that she was wearing when she first like was well broke up with Corey, but also was avoiding Corey. So this dress is like a long like midi dress that is like in a black and white um, floral pattern. Uh, she has her hair like clipped up a little in some barrettes. She has a lot of accessories. Um, this is like, I don't know if this is like what you would see a teenager wearing these days, but this silhouette of dress is like this like almost 50s style silhouette with like a little bit of a collar um, is kind of coming back. Like I saw a dress a little similar to this at the Target, um, the silhouette at least. Um, and like, I, I honestly, I think that she's wearing her cowboy boots again, oh but God. she can't, she will not, could not take them <laughs> off. But her hair is also like almost like a 40s, 50s style too, with it almost being like a little twist back mm-hmm. on both sides. If you see that, she's wearing some dangly earrings. Asia, what do you think of Topanga's outfit here? So I really like it. I like the the cuffed um, sleeves. Because I feel mm-hmm. like I literally have, I think I bought two shirts recently that have those exact same like cuff sleeves where it's like not a full s- sleeve cuff, but just like that halfway. So it just, just hangs off the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the pattern is nice and I, and I love the fit on her. I could totally see that on someone today, but like you said, maybe not a teenager, but yeah. early twenties. Yeah, to me, this reads very, like, business casual. Like, I'm going into the office. um, I need to look professional. Like, especially the cut, right? Like, I feel like a teenager, you'd have to chop at least a foot of fabric off of the the leg area or make it, like, a high-low or something like that for a teen to be wearing it. But I would, I mean, I would buy this dress if I saw it. I mean, I don't know that this pattern is exactly my style, and I usually don't do the the buttons down the front but that's also because I have a larger chest and buttons down the front don't tend to work for me um I I love this dress I think she looks pretty in it I would not have paired it with cowboy boots but again (laughs) Topanga will not take them off so (laughs) so um Asia what do you feel like is your vote for the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award so I would say simply because Amy's is used as a nightgown, I would feel like it's not typically a nightgown in any era. Um, so I'm I'm actually going to go with Topanga only because even though the shoes are a knock, that's typical Topanga. So you got to give her that grace. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I do. I do love this dress. Jess, is Topanga our winner tonight? Yeah, I'll give it I'll give it to Topanga because I would also buy this as a dress today. I would wear this dress. I, I also like how Asia, like you pointed out the cuffed are like sleeves. I do think that's making a huge comeback. I've yeah. seen that a lot lately. So I totally can see that. I think that Amy is my honorable mention because she doesn't often get the, you know, the tip of the cap because she's usually rocking that hardcore 90s hairstyle and it's hard to look past it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Topanga, I mean, Topanga is a fashion icon. It's hard to beat her when anybody's up against her. So congratulations, mm-hmm. Topanga. You did it again. Yeah. Yeah, I love this dress. I really, really love it. So that would have been my vote, too. Yes. So that was a great fashion hour. Thank you for compiling those photos, Sarah. Uh, Sean and Topanga are our winners this week. Yay. All right. And looking forward to next week, 
we will be back covering um, episodes, season two, episodes four and five next week. Um, so be sure to look out for that. Asia, thank you so much for joining us for this. Yeah. Tell the people uh, what you have going on coming up. Yeah, so, um, well, you can find me on Twitter at Asia Like Asia. So A-Y-S-H-A like A-S-I-A. Um, I it's a did... perfect Twitter handle, by the way. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Short and sweet. It, it, so on Instagram, I have Asia Like the Continent, but then that was too long for Twitter. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, short and sweet. So I, I, I feel like I'll eventually make the transition on Instagram to just do Asia Like Asia, but I haven't made it there yet. So I, so I could just be like, oh, Asia Like Asia everywhere, you know? <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, but um, so you could you can find me uh, over on uh, Rob has a podcast, uh, reality TV wrap ups covering Married at First Sight. We just wrapped up season twelve, so definitely go back and listen to that. If you've never seen Married at First Sight, it's still an enjoyable listen. Um, Amy from the Bachelor wrap up, uh, her and I go through the whole season. We go through each episode uh, beat by beat and just unbreak it uh, like break it all down and it's it's a very chaotic show about people the that show get, is absolutely wild yes <laughs> people that meet at the altar um for the first time and get married and then go through an eight-week experiment so fun show over wow. there um but then also i'll be doing some survivor coverage coming up on one of the one of the uh the rewatches uh, for the countdown uh, and uh, let's see, Big Brother is starting soon, so you can catch me yeah. over there for Big Brother coverage. Um, I'll be joining uh, 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 Kirsten McInnes on some too hot to ha- too hot to handle coverage coming up soon. That uh, that show, the new season is dropping uh, this week. So yeah, just a few things going on over on Rob just has a, a podcast. Few. Yeah, just a few, just a few <laughs> busy, busy bee. Um, so yeah, uh, but other than that, outside of podcasting, you can catch me on my Instagram, Asia Like the Continent. Um, I do post my dog and my roommate's dog a lot. I have a, uh, a almost one year old. She's eleven months. She'll be one <gasps> oh, next month. Up. Yes, I, oh. I already have her whole birthday party planned at her daycare. <laughs> they like oh, I can't. They wait. go all out. Like you just pay one flat fee you tell them the theme they buy everything and oh, then they fun. yeah they give treats to all the dogs that come that day they do a whole photo shoot photo album everything oh my god yeah, oh so my excited. goodness <laughs> she goes to this i can't wait to see yes. that i'm really excited she goes to this daycare for all dogs to have to be 35 pounds or under so Yes. Oh, that's really Look out good. for those pictures and videos and everything. Um, <laughs> but yes, I'm always posting on my story. Her, she's a um, Malshi Poo. And then my roommate has a standard poodle who's one and a half. So they're always playing together. And so if you're looking for some solid dog content, go follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I love the pups. Peppers, like so cute. Yes. And the other, your roommate's dog is is noodles? yeah noodles yeah <laughs> so <laughs> good adorable name for a dog so oh, good perfect. i love that i love food names for dogs yeah i feel like it's an underrated thing yes yeah i love it so um we also have a busy june we just released our now and then podcast with deidra that was so much fun mm-hmm. uh you should check that out uh this coming saturday um we have our land before time podcast with Lindsay Wilson and I feel like that is one that you should not miss right Jess yeah, like it was one. a time <laughs> it was definitely it was a, time. a good one we confront Sarah yeah. on her hatred of dinosaurs so Ooh. I mean I thought that I <laughs> cleared the air on that but you know only time will tell yeah, so definitely um, check that out 
yeah, so that's coming out this Saturday. Of course, we have weekly Boy Meets World content and Dawson's Creek content. Um, you can find us at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram. If you have any feedback, Shit90sPod at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, Jessica, what's up with you? I am still over at Community Building on Post Show Recaps, recapping Community Weekly with Josh Wiggler. So much fun over there. Sarah joined us not too long ago. Um, so definitely give that a listen if that's something you're interested in. And actually, this Saturday, I will be on RHAP talking through, uh, the Survivor season Panama, Exile Island. Can't wait for that. I've been binging that season. It still holds up. It's still great. Sari is on it. What's not to love? Uh, so give that a listen if that's something you're interested in. And yeah, I think that's that's about everything. This was so much fun. Thank you again, Asia, for joining us. Thank you, yeah, Asia. Thanks for having me. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Bye, everybody. Shit 90 Shows taught me. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.